Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park On today's episode, I was joined by Astros pitcher Kent Emanuel. We discussed his baseball career from high school all the way until 2020 spring training with the Houston Astros. We talked about him getting drafted and throwing a shutout in the College World Series. I also end the podcast with some fun questions. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this conversation with Astros pitcher Kent Emanuel. Welcome to Astros Baseball, a podcast by a fan. For the fans of the Houston Astros, here is your host, Rob Fontenot. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Astros Baseball. My guest today is a pitcher in the Houston Astros organization, currently on the 40-man roster, Kent Emmanuel Kent, thank you for joining me on today's episode. Oh, happy to be here. Thanks for having me. So, doing a little research on you, I see that you were born in Illinois and you attended high school in Woodstock, Georgia. How did you end up in Georgia? Yeah, um, so my my aunt, she worked for, out of college, she got a job with March of Dimes, whose headquarters was in Atlanta, so she moved down here and uh, loved it, and then I believe my dad had a job opportunity down here, and those things just kind of added together where the family uh, packed up and, and moved down south. I moved down here when uh, I was about seven years old, I believe, so I've been mostly a Georgia resident my whole life. So that's where you're staying during this off-season, or whatever you want to call it now, right? Yeah, um, um, funny story. I'm I actually I have a I have a condo in Atlanta, but I've rented it out. You know, I've been renting it out during the seasons, and this season was no different. So, <laughs> uh, with all this Corona stuff, you know, we got to go home. And I'm like, wait a minute, I don't have a home right now. So, so I'm back with my family in uh, in you know nearby Marietta. So we we got a full house right now. So speaking of the coronavirus, uh, do you remember hearing about that when you're in spring training? I mean, how, how did that happen, like, when you when you heard everything was getting ready to stop? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, everyone's story is a little different. Mine, it was very much uh, a slow progression. You know, I, we heard about it, then we had some meetings, you know, about um, basically how we can stay safe during it. Um, you know, got some information on it, and then, you know, next thing, uh, we hear there's no games, um, but... 
train at the facility there, even though there were no games. And then, you know, some time went by and I said, oh, well, now we have to go in small groups. And then that led to, you know, having to get your temperature taken at the door before you could walk in to symptom checks. And then finally it turned into uh, Palm Beach County going on lockdown and, and I went home. Pretty, uh, pretty disappointing for you? Yeah, um, for sure. You know, you spend all off-season um, training and getting ready for, for this time of year and, you know, having that kind of put on pause, that I'm sure it's frustrating for, for all, all the guys. All right, so let's uh, go back to your high school days. Uh, your senior year, you were the 39th ranked prospect in Georgia, an all-state selection. In your junior year, you're the Cherokee County Male Athlete of the Year, and you also played basketball. So how was uh, life for you in high school? Uh, it was good. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I saw a lot of individual success, which was great. Um, you know, early on, uh, our basketball team was really, really bad. <laughs> My freshman sophomore year, so that, that was a struggle, but it, it was fun for me because um, you know, I was a young guy getting getting to get a ton of minutes on, on the varsity team, which uh, not a lot of people could say uh, they did. So, um, you know, I just I had so much fun playing sports, and I, I made some great friendships there. I was surrounded by some great people. I, I had a blast. So I also read that uh, Nick Markakis graduated from the same high school as you. Is he a uh, hometown hero there? Um, he will Believe it or not, he actually, um, his family lived in the same subdivision as, as my family did growing up. Um, so Nick Marquegas was definitely a name that, you know, was, was always around. Um, I actually went to school, one of his younger brothers was closer to my age. So, um, you know, I, I didn't really deal with Nick at all. He was older, but, um, mm-hmm. but his younger brother um, uh, certainly saw all the time. So coming out of high school, you were drafted by the Pittsburgh Pirates in the 19th round, 567 overall, but you decided to play for the University of North Carolina. Why did you make that decision? Um, It it was a a pretty easy decision for me, to be honest. Before the, um, you know, the draft rules were a lot different in 2010 than they are today, a lot more freedom. Uh, for teams to, you know, how they allocate the money amongst the different rounds. And um, so basically before the draft, you know, I, I knew where I was slotted to uh, be picked if my signability was was high. Um, so with knowing that information and, you know, obviously knowing what I had on the table in terms of going to college, I had set a... Uh, you know, basically a, a monetary number to the team that said, this is, you guys can give me this, I'll forego school. Um, so after about the second round, when the second round ended, um, I kind of knew then that, uh, you know, I was going to be going to school. Um, but the Pirates still took me, you know, later on, and basically they said if they didn't sign their, their you know, some of their top guys in the draft and they had the extra money they could get me, but... Uh, but yeah, it was something that I never really had to make that decision because I had set, you know, I kind of had already set my number as to what it would take for me to sign. And 
So when you were playing in uh, high school, did you only pitch or did you play other positions when you weren't playing, when you weren't pitching? Yeah, I played, uh, I played first base uh, in high school when I wasn't pitching. And then uh, I would dabble in the outfield during the uh, summer leagues during travel ball mm-hmm. uh, too. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed, uh, I really enjoyed playing the field and, and getting to hit certainly. And, you know, obviously like you, like you mentioned basketball, just anything where I get to compete, you know, I, I really enjoy it. Yeah. that have to be the downside of being a pitcher, especially if you're a starter having to wait five games or five days to play again. So right. yeah, it's the worst part. No doubt about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause when you're younger, you pitch and then you, you know, you play third base or wherever you play normally. Uh, but right. you get to college, you you play one position mostly. That's how it is, right? Yeah. Um, once once I had um, secured a, you know, once once the Carolina knew that I was going to be a starter for them uh, during the regular season, my my hitting days ended. So yeah, uh, I, I I had a short short lifespan uh, in hitting in college. So what? Uh, why did you end up choosing North Carolina? Did you have other offers? Was North? What did was? Did you want to go to Georgia? Are you a big Georgia Bulldog fan or Georgia Tech or where's your loyalties lie? Yeah, I had I had no, um, you know, uh, fandom of Georgia or Georgia Tech growing up. Not to say that I didn't like those teams, but mm-hmm. you know, nothing crazy about them. Um, my decision to go to UNC was. It basically was, I knew I wanted to be in a very competitive conference and I wanted to be relatively close to home. And that kind of uh, narrowed it down to the ACC and SEC. Um, and then kind of from there, it was just kind of my gut feeling. You know, once, mm-hmm. I, once I had narrowed it down, um, I, just felt, I just felt like that was the best choice for me and, and I went with it. So do your uh, college sports uh, loyalties lie with North Carolina now? Yes, they certainly <laughs> do. I grew up, I grew up a, uh, a Notre Dame fan, um, so I still, I still enjoy watching Notre Dame football. Yeah. Um, but now, now uh, it seems like you know the, the Carolina football program is heading in the right direction, so hopefully soon, even in college football season, I'll still be able to, to go all Tar Heels. So your freshman year at North Carolina, you were a baseball America freshman, all American, sixteen starts, nine and one record, two complete games. Do you remember what you did on June the twentieth of that year? Uh, June twentieth would be oh that that hasn't been World Series game. Yes, uh, that late in the year, yeah. So game against uh, freshman year was Texas. So you threw a complete game shutout in the College World Series. Yeah, man, it was it was a uh, it, it was pretty wild, a lot of fun. <laughs> wow, how much uh, pressure's on you? You know, when you're uh, kind of realizing that you haven't allowed any runs yet. Well, I mean, plus you're, I mean, you're in the College World Series, so. Right. Yeah, it just it kind of all happened so fast that I felt like uh, I went out there. And next thing I know, I was sitting in the locker room, and, and we were uh, still alive in the tournament. <laughs> it just kind of happened. I don't know. It was, you know, it was one of those things where, you know, I was 
I was in a, in a groove as far as the season. I was, you know, throwing it really well. And then in that game, I got in a nice rhythm. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, our, our defense played well. And it just kind of had a nice pace to the game. And just it wasn't very stressful. And that's kind of, you know, it kind of went on cruise control. And next thing you know, the game was over. So, um, yeah, but after the fact, it's like, man, I can't believe, can't believe that just happened. <laughs> Out-of-body experience. Yeah, yeah. So how did y'all finish in that uh, World Series? Do you remember? Yeah, we ended up losing to um, – we lost to Vanderbilt, um, who I think they ended up losing to uh, South Carolina. I think South Carolina won it all that year. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't think – I don't think we won another game. So I think we lost our first game to Vanderbilt. We mm-hmm. played Texas one, and then I think we lost the next game to Vanderbilt again to be eliminated. Okay. Yeah, I, I didn't know the answer to that. I was truly asking you. Yeah. <laughs> so your sophomore year, five straight wins to start the season. Uh, your junior year, 2013 ACC Pitcher of the Year. Uh, I just wanted to ask you, Do you, uh, did y'all go to the College World Series those next two seasons? Um, in 2012, my sophomore year, um, we got upset before the World Series by St. John's. Mm. Um, and then 2013, we did go back to the World Series, yes. So your junior year, you had a very successful season with that ACC Pitcher of the Year. Uh, how'd that season go for you? Uh, it was great. Um, you know, it's it's funny, even though I think, uh, you know, even though I, I got the award and, and I think it was my best season, uh, statistically down the line, it, you could argue it was my worst season, but I think that was just um, a matter of, my coaching staff and team just counting on me and trusting in me to take that Friday night game and basically take it almost all the way and, you know, go deep in all the games. And, you know, if I ever got in any trouble, uh, they let me ride it out and trusted me to, to get out of it and give our team a chance to win rather than, you know, maybe my freshman year I get pulled in the six, I run in trouble and, you know, a bullpen comes and helps me out. So um, it, was, it was a season I, I was definitely proud of. I felt like every game, um, was truly my game to go win. Okay, so after that season, you were drafted by the Astros in the third round, 74th overall pick, and then you turned pro. How did that feel to get drafted that early? Did you feel like you were going to get picked sooner, or were you happy with where you got picked, or how did you feel about that? Yeah, yeah I was actually anticipating to be picked um, sooner. Um, you know, I remember talking with, um, with my agent about the Astros possibly picking me, but it was the like 40 something pick. We didn't think it was going to be, we didn't think I was going to slide to set in the seventies, uh, mm-hmm. which is what happened. But, um, the day that I got picked, I really didn't have a chance to see it or enjoy it or anything. Um, we were getting ready to go to work cause we had our super regional, uh, games, uh, going on, so we still had some very competitive college baseball games to play, and um, so yeah, the day I got picked, I was actually in the weight room uh, warming up with the team, and and I got 
news, and I was like, oh, wow, it's, you know, that's cool, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it didn't, it didn't have a whole lot of time to dwell on it. <laughs> so the, the MLB draft isn't like the NFL draft. It's kind of going on while everybody's playing baseball, right? So it's kind of different. Yeah, if, if, if the um, college uh, – if you're in college and your team's in the NCAA tournament and you go, you know, you go deep into the year, uh, the draft does happen before you're done playing. Yeah. Hmm. All right. So take me through the, uh, your, well, you had to still keep playing games, but as soon as you're done with baseball in, uh, for North Carolina, when your season's over, do you report directly to the Astros after that? How does that happen? What, yeah, so I think I had um, I think I had six days. It was about a week. Um, so our season ended and towards the end of June, and um, once that happened, uh, we scheduled uh, for me to go to Houston to, to sign, and, I, and that was on the fourth of July. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think I had about a week time in between um, the end of my college season and you know, reporting to, to the Astros to sign and, and get underway. How did you feel getting drafted by the Astros? They weren't very good then. Yeah, I, I really had no um, no feeling towards any team at that time. Um, you know, I, I grew up a, a Braves fan. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously being from Atlanta and getting to go to the games, but, uh, you know, the longer, you know, I was in college in North Carolina, not in Atlanta, obviously, so every year that went by where I was removed from the city, I, you know, that kind of went away. And when it came time to get drafted, I really had no, uh, you know, preference, so to speak, or anything against any of the teams. So I was just excited to be entering professional baseball as a whole, regardless of what team it was. So coming out of college, they send you straight to, uh, the, is that the Gulf coast league Astros? Yeah. Um, they, they do uh, a couple different things with different guys. And in my scenario, it was a matter of, hey, you've thrown, uh, you threw a lot in college. We don't want you to really throw much the rest of the 2013 year. Mm-hmm. So they brought me to Florida to just work out in the spring training facility. And um, I, I was kind of, uh, I kind of was riding them a little bit like, hey, you know, I'm here. Can I not be bored? Can we play a little? And and uh, was able to, to sneak a couple innings in the uh, in the games that that go on uh, there in Florida. Yeah, I have here that you threw nine scoreless innings that first season. Yeah, something like that. I think I threw. <laughs> I think I threw uh, like yeah, threw four games or something, or like two innings a pop somewhere around there. Yeah, uh, nothing crazy, but just something to kind of get my feet wet. Okay, see, so during the off season, how do they let you know where you're going next? Uh, they don't. At least they didn't with me. Um, <laughs> you know, it was just kind of come to camp, and you know, you want to be, you know, especially that first spring training. Um, you know, I was ramped up, ready to rock and roll, ready to impress because, you know, like you just said, I only had you know nine innings or whatever it was mm-hmm. uh, logged, so. I knew I, I knew I had a lot of impressions still to make, and uh, yeah, I uh, just reported not knowing where I was going to end up, and just trying to, you know, perform as best you can in camp. So hopefully you can get places to 
high as possible. So you you were saying spring training. Is there also a minor league spring training? Yes. Yep. There's a there's two camps every year. You got you got your major league spring training and uh, and your minor league spring training. They also do this thing called mini camp, mm-hmm. where they have um, guys in the minor league spring training report a little early and work out in a separate group so that they can help back up the major league games. Mm-hmm. Um, so my first couple of spring training, that's what I was a part of. I was a part of minicamp. Okay, so 2014, you start out in Quad City, and then somewhere during the season, you get sent to Lancaster. Uh, I'm curious, how how did that happen? Like, t- talk me through your day when you found out you were getting moved up. Uh, I was actually pitching that day. Um, and so I, I, it, I didn't get promoted until like the third or fourth inning of the game. <laughs> so I was actually, I was actually in the middle of the game pitching and I'm walking off of the field, um, at the end of an inning. I, I can't remember if it was the third or fourth inning I'm walking off and, uh, and Omar, the manager, shakes my hand. He says, all right, that's it. That's a good job today. And I immediately was, like, upset. I was like, wait, what's wrong? Like, why are you taking me out? <laughs> we're, you know, we're, we're going to win this game. Like, I'm doing well. What are we doing? And he's like, yeah, you got you you know, you got a plane to catch. And I was like, oh, okay. So immediately my, <laughs> my yeah. anger immediately turned into, you know, excitement to, to move up. So then you go back to the off season. Another spring training, but this time you get sent to Corpus where you spend, I guess, two and a half years, maybe. And then 2017, you go from Corpus to Fresno. Let's talk about that day. The Corpus to Fresno day? Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a, that was a, I don't know, quote unquote, standard call up uh it was a, you know we had a game uh we were the team was about to hit the road uh to go travel for the next series and the game ended and uh rodney lenardis manager called me in office said hey uh we're sending you to triple a um you know wishes me luck shakes my hand and you know lucky for me um i ended up being able to get the double A and the triple A all-star breaks, just the timing of it. Uh-huh. So that was awesome. So I had the double A all-star break, had a couple of days off, played a couple games, get called up. And then when I got called up, it was actually the all-star break for triple A. So I got called up and I had, you know, three days off before, <laughs> before we had our game up there. So it was nice. It was nice to get a little break. Last season was the first time I, vid- I visited that uh, stadium in Corpus Christi. And it was very hot. Is that, uh, did you have some good memories from there or it's just scorching hot every game? Yeah, it's so, it's so, it's so muggy. Um, You know, it's funny, you'll, you'll play in, uh, in that league, you'll go to somewhere like Midland, Texas and West Texas and it's, you know, 105. um, But then you go back home and it's Corpus and it's 91 and you're like, how is this 91? feel so much worse than when <laughs> it's just so humid uh, that yeah you know it's it's funny when games would end and I, and I would walk out to get on the bus and uh, if 
I was wearing my glasses, you know, if I took my contacts out and I'm wearing my glasses, it would take like two minutes for my glasses to defog because it's so humid outside. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's pretty wild. You know, those, those are certainly some sweaty summers. So going to Fresno was a nice change for you then? Yeah, yeah. You went from the, uh, you know, the, the extreme humidity to just the dry extreme heat. <laughs> <laughs> just from one hot to another hot. Is, Fres- is Fresno in South California? It's uh, kind of right in the middle. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, so you, you, it's dry, but, but it does get very hot. All right, so did you enjoy playing in Fresno more than Corpus as far as the weather? Um, as far as the weather, I don't know. They're, they're both really hot. I'd probably say I would prefer... Mm, I don't know. That's tough. I would say I prefer Cor- Corpus just from the standpoint of being a pitcher. You want that humidity. Okay. You know, out, out west, that ball, you know, that ball flies. So, um, you know, being a pitcher, I, I want that sticky air so the ball doesn't fly as far. So in 2019, the Astros moved their AAA team to Round Rock. I'm, I'm pretty sure the weather there was a little bit better than the, the other two places you were at. Yeah, it's it's a lot more uh, it's a lot more like Atlanta, which I'm used to. You know, you get that humidity and it does get really hot, but uh, you know, it's it's kind of in between the Corpus and the Fresno, um, a little more quote unquote normal for me. So um, yeah, definitely, I, I enjoyed my time around. Rock. We're gonna take a quick break, but we will be right back with Astros pitcher Kent Emanuel. You're listening to Astros Baseball. All right, folks, we are back with Kent Emanuel, 40-man roster, Houston Astros. Let's talk about your last season with Round Rock, which was last year. Uh, eight and two record, 3.9 ERA, over 100 innings, a 254 opponent batting average, 119 whip. You, uh, you pitched 28 games, and this is a question I have for you. You had you had only seven starts, but six of them came in your last six games. So, were you being utilized more as a reliever last year? I mean, why why was it like uh, that? Why did you get changed yeah. to a starter at the end? Yeah, it was. Um, you know, to be quite honest, it was you know the 2018 and 2019. Um, both seasons were a little frustrating for me in the sense that. Um, I was dealing with being put in different positions, you know, as a pitcher, which is a little bit of a bigger deal than I think most people make it make it out to be. Uh, being in bullpen it certainly presents way different challenges than than being a starter. And um, but yeah, so last season I um, was in spring training, major league camp as a reliever just throwing one one inning outings basically and then at the end of camp they're like we're going to build you up uh to be a part of a piggyback starting rotation so i started throwing two innings you know three innings mm-hmm. you know kind of building up on the back end of guys starts and then next thing i know i just kind of stayed in the bullpen um and that's where i remained until you know, kind of towards the middle of the season, and they finally said we're going to put you in the rotation. And, and like you said, my last—I uh, can't 
maybe a little over a month as mm -hmm. a, a starter. So playing uh, in the minor leagues, what's your favorite city to go to? Uh, mine is probably Nashville. I have a ton of fun going there. I love the city. Um, I have friends there. It's close enough to home where my family can come visit. Uh, you know, the stadium's great. Uh, you know, the atmosphere's a lot of fun. Uh, I'm going to have to say that is probably my favorite uh, my favorite road trip we take, certainly. Oh, cool. So, would you rather be a starter or a relief pitcher? Um, I think more importantly in the eye of that is just of knowing which one you're going to be. Um, but for me, if I had to choose between the two, I would probably choose to be a starter. You know, that's something that I have been my whole life with the exception of half of 2018 and half of 2019. Right. Um, so I certainly have a lot more practice doing that. I think my, um, just me as a baseball player fits into that position a little better because I enjoy planning out my days and executing them rather than bullpen guy you don't know when you're going to pitch and you kind of just got to manage day to day mm -hmm. um and and on top of that i feel like um i'm a guy who can get a really good feel of, of things throughout the game and uh obviously that's not something you can do in the bullpen you know you got to be going deep in the game as a starter to to kind of get those things so me personally i i prefer starting um you know with that being said i don't know you know, if the day, you know, like I said, I told guys this, I'd, I'd rather be in a big league bullpen than a triple-A starting rotation now. So right. if, if, that's, if that's where my future is this year uh, to be called up, then uh, obviously I'll prefer the bullpen. <laughs> I'll say that with a smile on my face. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's what I figured. Yeah. I mean, once you get to uh, the major leagues, I'm pretty sure you, you don't really care where, where you're at as long as you're there. Yeah, yeah. So on November 4th, they added you to the 40-man roster to protect you from the Rule 5 draft. How did that make you feel when they protected you? Was the Rule 5 draft something that you maybe wanted to be a part of, or did it make you feel like these guys really want me? They don't want to lose me, so they have to protect me. Yeah, the, um, so my situation was actually a little different than most. Most guys get protected around that time of year for the rule five for me i was going to be a free agent outright so i was going to be able to sign with with any team mm. i wanted um so it, it was it was mixed feelings uh getting getting put on the roster uh one because i kind of had already wrapped my mind around not being with the astros the next year you know mm -hmm. um and with them being so good at the big league level um you know, you couldn't help but think of how much more opportunity the opportunity there is out there with other clubs. Um, so, um, you know, but with that being said, you want to be, you know, you want to be a part of the best team at the end of the day. So, um, you know, that part of it's cool, knowing you've cracked the roster of one of the most competitive teams, you know, in the world. So, um, you know, like I said, it was, it was mixed feelings, um, but it was, it was one that, um, it was one that kind of, you know, like I said, I just wrapped my mind around all these other things and then just all of a sudden you have to kind of 
revert right back to where you were. So uh, it was pretty strange. So how many seasons do you have to be in the minors before you become a free agent? It's five, right? Um, I think it is. Uh, I think it's six for. Oh, so I am not certain about this. I think it's six for college. Um, oh, okay. It, dep- it depends on an extra year. Okay, it depends on when you come in, right? So when they added you to the uh, 40-man roster, did you you have to do that? Or Yeah, you don't get a choice, unfortunately. Um, you know, it's one of, the, one of the things I think a lot of players dislike about the system most is how much control teams have, yeah. you know, over players, um, you know, and when you mix that with, you know, obviously everyone always gets onto the minor leagues about the pay. I think that's really not even the biggest issue. The issue is, you know, they can pay you little, sure, but they also can hold on to you for seven years or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, you guys hit free agency in your 30s. Yeah, yeah, and then, yeah, so it just, it, it causes a lot of problems for guys, um, you know, like myself in terms of advancing uh, your career. So that, that part of it's a little frustrating, certainly. Yeah, so you were thinking you're going to hit free agency, maybe maybe have a chance to make the roster on a less talented team, and then they just block that from happening. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. All right, so I, I was thinking that, and I guess it's probably true, also is you get added to the 40-man roster, you are right there. I mean, you're as close as you can be to being called up without actually yeah. being called up. So it's got to feel good at least to get up there. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, like I was saying earlier, uh, you know, part of the mixed feelings I had when they added me was, hey, I've cracked the roster of one of the best teams. So, um, you know, and, and it's a – a group of players that I enjoy playing with, you know, I, I think the staff's great. They certainly are, are some of the best that, you know, they're the best at what they do. So, um, to have that, that obstacle, you know, removed from getting called up, I think that's a big one. So now I know that basically I just got to go out there and play well, you know, there's nothing else stopping me. So that's, that's a very, very good feeling. So in your time in the minor leagues, who has been your favorite teammate? Or teammates, if you want to add more than one. Oh wow, yeah, wow. That's that is a tough and loaded question. <laughs> which I hope my teammates don't hear this, so no one gets left out. Um, there's there's a bunch of them. There really is. Our, I've had so much fun playing with a lot of guys. Um, I know the past few years, I've lived with uh, Garrett Stubbs, Andrew Ferguson. We've had a blast. I'm sure. Um, you know. Um, Early on, I played with Brian Holmes, who is from Atlanta, and we're still good friends. We see each other all the time in the off seasons. So, I mean, I mean, the list goes on. Jack Mayfield's one of my favorite teammates. You know, I've been. We both are. Uh, we're the last two guys remaining from the 2013 uh, group of guys that signed that year. So, hmm. I mean, we've had a good run too. So, uh, I mean, the, the list is is pretty extensive. I, I can't say enough about. Uh, the teammates I've had, I've had, a, I've had a lot of good ones. Uh, Jack Mayfield and myself, we have quite a bit in common. Uh, 
he graduated high school in Del Rio and my parents lived there for 14 years. So I've, I've been to Del Rio a lot. And then he went to college at OU and that's where I grew up. I grew up in Oklahoma and I'm a OU fan. So me and him have a lot in common. So yeah. yeah a little connection going on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's, he's a good one to, he's a good one to, to be involved with. I'll tell you what, he's, he's one of the best dudes out there. Yeah, he had a good game when they first called him up. I think he got a couple of hits, or I mean, I know he had a good game. I just I remember when they called yeah. him up. Yeah, we were we were all really excited for him. Uh, you know, that was one of my favorite call ups last season. Um, it's when they called him up. The place went absolutely berserk. The team, you know, it, it's just it's rare that every single person in the locker room roots for one guy, mm-hmm. um, but he's one of them. And uh, so when he got the call, man, it was awesome just watching the locker room explode, knowing that, that you know, he, he made it. Wow, that's awesome. All right, so I'm going to ask you another tough one. I didn't realize these would be that tough, but <laughs> you might not want to answer this one, but who's the best player that you've ever played with? Oh, wow. Um, Jeez. I know you played with Jordan Alvarez, so that would be a pretty safe answer. Yeah, yeah, he, he had a he had a remarkable year uh, last year. I mean, the beginning of last season, he certainly could make a case. But uh, I also played with Carlos uh, when in let's see, that was 2015, and he had a similar start to the year where he just exploded mm-hmm. and ended up getting called up later. Um, yeah, our, I mean, our rosters are it's loaded. It's loaded with some great players. You'd have to really, really get nitpicky to decide. Yeah, um, yeah man, I don't, I don't know if I can answer that. I have no idea. I don't even know where to begin. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when Carlos Correa played with the, uh, the Hooks, and uh, that was back when our San Antonio team was double-A. So I went and watched him play. And they throw up your pitcher and your batting average up on the screen, and I think he was hitting like three seventy eight. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. He, he exploded. Um, and then let's see, twenty sixteen, uh, when I uh, came back with the hooks, it was in the middle of the year. I came in there, and uh, Bregman was on one of those crazy tears too. So I mean, it's 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 no coincidence the Astros have won over a hundred games. Mm-hmm. You know the last few seasons, uh, they're they're just loaded. So, do you have time to watch any major league games while you're playing your own season? Uh, very rarely. Um, you know, a lot of times what happens is uh, we'll have a game on TV in the clubhouse, um, and if the game times are a little different, it'll be on in the clubhouse over there, so you can kind of keep an eye on it if you want to. But mm. um, me personally. You know, that's not really. I don't watch a whole lot, and even even on like an off day or whatever, I'm like, I get I get my baseball fix, you know. So uh, I'm gonna enjoy enjoy something else or or get to work, you no, know, so I can be the one that's on the TV, you know. Mm-hmm. So how many uh, major league spring trainings have you been to? Um, this year was my second. I think this year was my second one where I was, um, you know, a part of camp, and then the other ones I was in mini camp. So I would be, I would go over to the major league side 
relatively often yeah. for the games. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's I think it's two. If it's not two, it's three. But I think it's two seasons. Oh well, I guess three if you count. No, no, two, two, two. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm getting them mixed up. Right. It's been you know it it's they kind of run together. Yeah, it seems like y'all don't even really ever stop playing. Yeah, it's it's long season, and uh, the next season approaches pretty quickly. <laughs> so when you went into uh, spring training this season, did you feel like you had a chance to make the team? Yeah, I mean, I'd like to think so. Like like we had talked about, you know that that the business side of it in terms of making a roster spot available for me was not a factor anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, they, the only thing keeping me from being on the, in the big league club is if they think they have better options, you know, to, to put on the field. So, um, you know, knowing that it was all strictly based on uh, gameplay on the field, you, you can't help but feel like you got a shot to make the team because, you know, that's your job. That's what you're there to do. So on the 40-man roster, you're listed as being number 64. Did you pick that number? And the second part of the question, if you do get called up, are you going to be able to change your number, and what number would you pick? Yeah, so that's that one is uh, – I don't know the answer to part three. So 64 <laughs> was, just given, was just given to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you get called up, sometimes – that's your number. Sometimes it changes. Um, it just kind of depends on the situation and what's going on. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Um, if I had the freedom to choose, that one's tough for me too, because 41 would be my first choice, but Peacock's already 41. 22 has always been one of my favorite numbers. I believe Reddick is 22. Yeah. So I would kind of have to do some, I have to do some digging, figure out what was available <laughs> and what I would like the best. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's talks right now about MLB starting up in late June, no later than July 2nd. So you guys may be heading back to spring training soon. How do you feel about going back to spring training with all this coronavirus stuff going on? Um, you know, I I think... I know for me personally, I would love to, to get things rolling, um, you know, but obviously there's a whole lot of other factors going on just in terms of safety of everyone. And obviously you don't want to, you know, although I personally am not, you know, I'm not too worried about me catching it. You know, I am worried about me giving it to someone who might not be able to, to handle it. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of factors there. I don't know if, you know, I know from our side of the player side, we know we haven't heard anything. We haven't gotten any official news regarding a return. So, um, but if it does happen in the middle of summer, that's great. I hope, I hope we can put all the pieces together so we can do it safely. So if there is a season, what I've, what I've heard is there's not going to be more than likely there won't be any minor league baseball this season. Have you heard that? Yeah, I've heard that too. I think, you know, um, like I said before, we haven't really heard anything official, so it's hard for me to really give anything concrete on the matter. Right. 
when I just think about it, of all the struggles they're having just on the major league side, and obviously their resources are exponentially greater than the minor league side, uh, it's hard to imagine minor league baseball, you know, getting a, being able to get back up, uh, you know, uh, anytime soon. So I, I'm, you know, I'm curious to see how it all shakes out. Hopefully, hopefully everyone gets the play. You know, obviously you would hate for guys to, to kind of just lose a year, you know, for something they can't control. Um, but it seems like that, that could be the case. They've talked also about uh, eliminating around 40 minor league baseball teams. When you were playing at these different cities, did you feel like the minor league team was a huge part of that town and that if they ended up losing it, that would, you know, that would kind of hurt pretty bad? Um, I don't think the minor league towns, you know, on all fronts, are just the variables are like it's just a huge variance from team to team Mm -hmm. Um, you could be in the same league and you could go from a game where they don't get any fans to a packed house every night uh you know i'm trying to think of an example we go to des moines iowa those games are packed and there's uh, you know, De- uh, Iowa Cubs logos on nearby bars and restaurants. And you're yeah. like, man, yeah, if this, if this place lost this team, that, that would be a thing. But then you go to other places and you're like, man, there's no one here ever. I don't even, you know, it's kind of in a more of a, you know, a rural uh, part of uh, whatever, you know, part of the country you're in. And you're like, man, if this team wasn't here, I don't think much would be affected. So it, it, you'd really have to go team by team. I think the variance as far as how the local uh, town would be affected is is pretty big. Yeah, I'm not sure if we lost the San Antonio Missions that the, the town would shut down because we have the Spurs here, but that's all we have, the Spurs. Right, right. Well, all right, that's all I have for you, sir. Well, I appreciate you having me on. Well, I appreciate you doing this. It it, uh, really means a lot to me. I really do appreciate it. And uh, thanks a lot. Thanks for listening to this episode of Astros Baseball. Make sure to subscribe so that way you will be alerted when there is a new episode. Follow Rob on Twitter at Rob Fontenot. Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin-Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big-